Welcome to The Greenhouse Effect. Our hope is that this podcast would be like a greenhouse to help you get unstuck and grow into your full potential because life ought to be fully lived. There's a reality that people who want to be more productive or more effective and just accomplish more we feel the need to go faster and to do more. And we're kind of debunking that today. My growing conviction more and more is that slow is actually better. That most everything in life is better when we go slower. And I'm actually learning that more and more. And I'm I'm finding uh, a stronger desire to even slow down more than I have in the past because it has so many uh, critical advantages to it when we go slower in so many of the things we're doing. Uh, I have found that when I slow down, it massively increases the clarity with which I operate, which that then has huge positive results from it. So it increases the clarity. It also create, uh, creates incredible focus when I slow down. When I'm going fast, my mind is going in all sorts of directions. I can feel it within my body, and there's nothing about that feeling that creates focus. And it's almost like the athletes talk about when they talk about flow. It's a very relaxed state where you can't be rushing and moving fast and relaxing at the same time. And so I find that as I slow down, everything kind of uh, both becomes more clear and much more focused. Consequently, when I slow down, I'm actually so much more efficient. I can do actually so much more at a better quality when I go slower. So part of this whole concept that we're talking about of slowing down to speed up is on the other side of the equation, it's, mm-hmm. it's recognizing that uh, operating at greater speed, that speed is actually very deceiving, that when we operate at a greater speed, we don't actually accomplish more. And that we can actually accomplish more at a better quality if we were willing to relax and slow down. Yeah. It's one of these topics that even though you and I have talked about it so many times, it's still a bit elusive. It's hard for me to fully wrap my head around what what is the point here and what is the reality of it. So... um. Can you share an example or some kind of analogy that can help us get in this space that we're talking about? Yeah. So, so one of the things that uh, I think is true related to this is that we have to experience it in order to believe it, because it's it's by nature counterintuitive to think that going slower will actually help us get more done. Right. Um, so. A story back from when I was young that uh, kind of illustrates it in a sense. When I was about eight or nine years old, uh, 
was with a friend, and we were driving through downtown Richmond with with uh, with his dad, and he was kind of playing with us, and he had learned that the stoplights in downtown Richmond were perfectly synced to uh, move according to the speed limit, so that if you drove the speed limit, once you hit the green, you could stay on green. But if you went too fast, then the red light would actually <laughs> come up. So it. he would drive, and we would be driving uh, 35 miles an hour exactly the speed limit, and he'd just be watching his speedometer, and we'd, and we'd come within a few feet of the intersection, and he wouldn't slow down because he knew that when he got to the intersection that it was time and that it would turn green. Uh-huh. So it would be two feet from the intersection, <laughs> and it would turn green, and we would just go through. I love and, this. Scared the living daylights out of us, but it it kind of illustrates that that person that might have been next to us if if it wasn't deserted on that morning might have gone really fast, pulled up to the stoplight, and then had to stop while we were just gliding through by going the uh, the right speed. Right. I always notice this at the um uh I, I, most days I have to drive uh on the toll road. And so coming through the toll booth, and I have an easy pass. Yes, yeah. Thing in my car, so I can I can kind of go through, and I've figured out that optimal speed where I can keep moving, and the gate flies up at the last second. And you do notice that, yeah. Some people who kind of already passed you and got ahead of you, when they have to stop at the booth, you actually end up ahead of them after the booth. Well, and going slower begins by recognizing that we probably are better going slower than than we think that we're wired to think that more is better and more is not always better. And more actually ends up being counterproductive, uh, not only in terms of our effectiveness uh, and how much we get done, but that that speed actually comes at a cost, that we find ourselves so tense from rushing through everything that we're doing and from trying to produce the the most that we can do, that we not only don't produce as much, but we're miserable to live with because right. we're stressed out people from always going so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And as you start to take baby steps in the direction of slowing down, it almost becomes alarming. You, you notice your hurry and it becomes alarming. I just th- noticed this morning because I kind of spent more time waking up slower and take, you know, getting up earlier, but taking my time. And I notice for both myself and my wife, the tendency of kind of like checking our phone and walking quickly. And it was almost alarming because I had slowed down a bit. I noticed how much the hurry is present. Right. And, th- and that's where I say that you actually have to experience this in order to believe it, uh-huh. <laughs> because it, it seems like it just can't be true. So before we move on, I maybe it would help people to clarify what you mean by slow, by slowing down. Are we talking about just, you know, because in some, in some ways we live in a society that requires a certain pace to just keep up with what's happening around us. So what do you mean by slowing down practically? Uh, well, what, what I mean, uh, I mean, one part of slowing down is uh, living in such a way that you create some margin Mm-hmm. around the way you operate. So uh, I've learned that 
my whole demeanor, my whole spirit is so much better when, for instance, I arrive a little bit early. Yeah. And I can be relaxed going into something. I that my whole way of operating in a meeting is better when I know I've got a buffer at the end before the next meeting. Uh so there are different practices that I actually go through to kind of just try to slow that internal engine that's going on within me that is just wired to just think I just got to keep on doing things. It's so good and it reminds me of a key difference I've learned that there there's a there's a big difference between being busy and being hurried. And I think what you're talking about is more of an internal state. It doesn't necessarily mean you accomplish less. In fact, what we're trying to argue here is maybe you accomplish more. Right. But it's it's the internal state of feeling hurried um that's really the problem. Well, and I think that internal state is actually where it has to begin. Now, that internal state is where it begins, can only begin once we actually try to put some of this into practice and we experience a change uh in our internal state. So we can't just talk ourselves into this. We begin to say, okay, I'm willing to give this a try. I'm actually going to practice arriving early, or I'm going to practice driving my car slower, or I'm going to practice something. And then we go, wow, that's amazing what that does um, within. So there's a, a quote that I love uh, that, that uh, a minister went to his mentor, and he was getting ready to begin uh, uh work as a pastor at a huge mega church and he was concerned about everything that was going on uh that that would be required of him the massive amount of work and so he went to this mentor and said what one piece of advice would you give me and he said my one piece of advice is ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life <laughs> yeah so the pastor said okay well that's good so what's what what's next and he said ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And I thought, wow, what a difference it would make in my life, not only in the quality, uh, but in every aspect of who I am, if I could ruthlessly eliminate hurry from my life. And that's what slowing down to speed up is all about. It's so good. And one of the things I'm picking up here is there, it's a two-way street. So it starts with the internal, but there's a bit of um, there's a bit of taking steps with the internal and the external that play back and forth together. So we might implement something physically or externally that helps us slow down internally and vice versa. The more we slow down internally, the more it'll affect kind of our um, actions and behaviors. Right, exactly. So for instance, last week on the podcast, we talked about uh, yes and no and learning to say yes and no and the importance that no creates the opportunities for yes, and every yes is a no to something else. Yeah. And part of the problem that uh, is inherent in all of this is we just have too much on the plate. Right. <laughs> there is too much stuff in our lives and too many things that we're literally just trying to cram in every moment so that it becomes virtually impossible to slow down. Right. So you're you're right. We have to actually begin holistically by looking at 
all of the different things going in our life. And, uh, and part of that might be beginning by learning the power of yes and no. Okay, that's great. So anyone who hasn't listened to last week's episode yet, if this one's resonating with you, definitely listen back because they go together really well. Definitely. Uh, but for the sake of this one, Tommy, let's dive into what are a few ways that people can practice this idea of slowing down to speed up. Right. So uh, kind of referred to a couple of them already. Uh, one is is learning to slow down your internal engine. And there, you know, there are several things that we can do specifically uh, towards that end, but they're they're kind of practices. Okay. For instance, we are uh, so wired in our culture to, to multitask, and the distractions actually get our engine revving because we're trying to do two things or three things or four things all at once. So we can actually begin to slow down our internal engine by doing one thing at a time. Uh, certainly, creating margins on our li- in our life. And what I find is that if I do three or four things really well in a day, it's so much better than doing seven things (laughs) of which the three or four are done poorly Uh and I'm rushing about and the other three really don't matter to begin with. Oh man. Okay. I have to interject something there because we'll talk, we'll probably do a whole episode on this idea, but I just implemented it this week. So I got to share with everyone. Showing my cards here, I usually have, I don't know, 30 to 50 things on my to-do list. I've mentioned before, I use Evernote. And so every day I open that up and I've got all kinds of stuff I want to accomplish that, you know, it's kind of just a holding ground for ideas and next steps. So I don't have to have them all in my head, right? That's helpful. That's actually physically, mentally helpful to get it out of my head onto somewhere I know I won't lose it. What I realized is I, even on a really productive day, I go home. And I feel unaccomplished because there's unchecked things still on the list. Hey, it's, it's a perfect example. Yeah, right. I, I love so that. Yeah, there's there's different theories on this. I didn't come up with this idea, but I I have actually separated my my to do list into two separate lists now. So this week I created a whole nother bucket or file that's just the ongoing backlog. Right. And then um, a daily today I actually call it dailies. <laughs> yeah. And these are only, there's only three slots. So I'm only allowed to put three items per day on that list. And that's the one I open up in the morning. And so what I do is I prioritize every morning, what are the three most important, or really the word I've been using is significant things. Oh, I like that. So yeah. I can slow down and focus on those and not have the clutter of everything after that. And once those are done, then I can move to the backlog. But that way, if I only get those done, I know I've done the most significant things today. Well, and there's a, a, a mental freedom that comes with that because mm-hmm. you actually feel like you're always accomplishing what you need to accomplish, which is actually true. And then the rest of it is just icing on the cake. And that right. gives you so much freedom to be able to operate that way. So creating margins around our time is, I think, a, a very good practical way of doing it. Uh-huh. I've actually learned that uh, physically slowing down <laughs> is helpful. Yeah. So I'm not like a crazy man in the in the car in terms of speed. Uh, yeah. I'm not the slowest, but we'll not survey. a crazy man. We'll survey about that. Yeah, don't ask my <laughs> wife on that. Uh, but I've actually learned that a lot of times, particularly when 
internally I feel rushed that I can actually help myself by physically just driving slower. Yeah. Instead of always trying to time and find the fastest lane and everything, there's something about that is which is saying, I don't actually believe that I can go slow. Mm-hmm. So I actually physically try to slow my actions down, and I find that that does uh, wonders. Then the last thing which which I would really say is practical is is a little bit of a mindset, and that's realizing that life is a is not about quantity. It's about savoring life. And if we accomplish so much more, if our bank accounts are so much more, and we're miserable, who wins in that? Mm -hmm. I believe that life is actually to be savored, and I'm learning that more and more. So each day is to be savored. Every single day. Is that the mindset with which we go into the days. Oh, so good. I was just talking to a friend the other night about this for a while. We got on a, a rabbit trail about how um, enjoyable it is when you're kind of living in that state. Right. And I was telling him that you and I recently um, did a bit of consulting in a big company with a, a group of leaders trying to plan for the year, kind of strategic planning, goal setting. And I was describing to him how it felt so fulfilling that day to, in the morning, spend the drive, you and I kind of talking about the day, preparing um, to spend the day with those people focused on that, never once opening my email inbox during the day, right? not being scattered between different things. And then after that uh, session, debriefing and talking about it and giving each other feedback, and that felt like such a satisfying day to really focus on something and do it really well. Boy, and how different that day would have been if we rushed out of that into another meeting. Oh my gosh, just the world of difference. And I want to acknowledge, I know some listeners don't always have that much control of their schedule. You know, whether you have um, in a work setting that has lots of different demands or other people control your schedule or lots of kids that you're taking care of. So I recognize that reality, but I think the point we're making is you can take small steps toward that. Exactly. Small changes can actually create some of the biggest changes. So, you know, I've learned, for instance, when if I'm driving to uh, an appointment that's, let's say, 15 minutes away, that the difference in time of my driving as fast as I can to that appointment versus in a relaxed manner is probably the equivalent of somewhere 30 seconds to one minute. <laughs> right. Yeah. It just doesn't make that much difference. Uh-huh. It makes a world of difference in who I am. Yeah. So the same thing can be applied to that crazy work environment, that there are ways that we can actually uh, change our environment with very small, uh, intentional changes that are saying, uh, I'm empowering myself to slow down instead of feeling that I don't have control and I always have to go so fast. It's true. And, you know, I think we've realized that a lot of our audience, a common theme is people who want to help other people. And one of the best things you can do, especially in our culture here, is if you really want to help someone, be fully present when you're with them. Oh. It's, it's like a massive gift to people. <laughs> it, it is. And it's a massive uh, example for people. Uh, we're convinced that 
not only are we so busy, but that everybody is so busy. And it is so countercultural when we come up to someone who is present and who is not in a rush. And it is such, as you say, it's such a gift because life is to be savored. Every single day is to be savored. So that's the best of life. Yeah. Why are we settling for something else that we know isn't satisfying us? It's so good. Uh, all right. If you aren't inspired by now, then <laughs> tune out, find a different podcast. This stuff is so good. So what is a, what's our takeaway? I think you kind of started alluding to it with driving to an appointment or being early. Yeah. So I, I would, there, there's so many practical ways that you could, can put this into practice. But one of the things that I have um, come close to making a habit of is arriving early to appointments. And even though there's something that might feel like you're wasting time because you're sitting in a Starbucks by yourself or whatever, I've learned that if I can do that and then take even that extra step of not having my phone with me, that what initially internally feels like you're wasting time then becomes this precious gift. Yeah. And you actually learn to just thoroughly love it. It's like, please don't show up on time. Or <laughs> could you be a little bit later? Because I'm just so enjoying well, relaxing. Should, yeah, we should get together more. I can do that for you. you, you you're pretty good at that now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'd take that a step further. I think if for anyone who is listening, thinking this is going to be really difficult to implement some of this, um, you already have meetings on your schedule. You already have some stuff in your week that is an appointment or you know uh, a meeting. So just leverage what's already there. And yeah, show up a few minutes early, but also don't check your phone. And um, instead, use that time to think about what's coming up, to prepare mentally for that meeting, to pray or to um, whatever it is you want to do kind of internally take advantage of that time to make the most of that upcoming meeting or appointment instead of, I got to check five different apps since I have the chance here. Well, and if you're still not convinced, then ask yourself, are you actually happy rushing all the time? Are you happy with the busyness and the overwhelmed overload of your life? And so there's a lot at stake. You know, so if it feels a little bit hard, it feels daunting, it feels unnatural, then get over it because our lives are at stake. I think with learning to slow down and live life a little bit more like it was actually meant to be lived. All right. Well, in a minute, we're going to give you our book recommendation for today. Uh, But first, let's have a word from our friends at Belay, who I know for sure are big fans of uh, slowing down to speed up as well. Here at Greenhouse Effect, we are big fans of our friends at Belay Solutions, a company that provides incredibly top-notch virtual staffing. They actually provide us with executive assistance, but they also staff bookkeepers, web specialists, and social media managers. And the thing is, their customer experience is just incredible, and they have a way of finding just the right people for your needs. So we want to give you a taste of what it's like to work with Belay from one of their clients, Dave Richards, the CEO of Elite Performance Associates. Belay saved me when I was focused on growing my business. You know, I can think of recently, um, I was working with a high profile, uh, you know, federal government agency on a conference for them. 
and it had a lot of moving parts. You know, my VA allowed me to competently let go of all of those things and just focus solely on preparing content and delivering a high value program to the client. Belay follows up with me, how can I give more? This constant prodding of, you know, how do you, how can we help you more? How can we pull more from your plate so that you can do, you know, what you're meant to do and what you're best at? If you resonate with any of this and want more information, go to belaysolutions.com slash next step. The link is also in the show notes, and we've partnered with Belay to give you $200 off your startup fees. All right, Tommy, slowing down to speed up. I don't know. Is there a book already titled that? Should we should we grab that one right now? <laughs> yeah, that that actually that's a good idea. I'll have to think about that. Uh, the book recommendation that that I would have one I read uh, this past year is "The Power of Moments" by Chip and Dan Heath, and I love the the whole concept behind it. And the concept, in a sense, behind it is that we actually are so wired to measure time in minutes and in hours. And what they suggest is that time is actually something much larger than that. It's moments. And it's the moments that are significant. And that we can actually learn how to create moments rather than just live minutes. And so uh, it's a book that impacted me and caused me to think differently about the experiences and what I'm doing with the time yeah. of my life. And one thing I love about the authors, Chip and Dan Heath, they do a great job of curating a lot of different scientific research and studies, right. psychological studies and organizational um, experiments. And they kind of pull it all together into these summaries. Right. Like, here's this is the takeaway. Exactly. Here's what's been learned across lots of people and studies. And so, you know, if you're like me, I don't have time or don't want to go out and look at all those studies, but I want to know what's what's reliable research not just someone's random idea exactly these, these guys are great at it yeah this is not soft stuff it's it's really defensible so i think you'll uh, i think you'll enjoy that thanks for listening if you enjoyed the podcast please share it with a friend don't forget to subscribe and come on do us a favor leave a five-star review it'll help others find the show too